Hey everyone, my name is Topher. And my name's Kate. And this is Hallway Chats. We'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Nexus, a liquid web brand. And be sure to check out their new product, WP Quick Start. WP Quick Start is a fast and affordable way to build membership sites on WordPress with packages beginning at just $49. Visit nexus.net to get started. Our guest today is Jen Swisher. Welcome. Hi, Jen. It's great to be here. <laughs> so, so, Jen, we're really glad to have you here. We're excited to hear a little bit more about you. We want to talk about um, what keeps you volunteering in the WordPress space and tell us a little bit more about being a part of the lead organizing team for WordCamp US and the upcoming WordCamp US 2021, which is right around the corner, October 1st. Yeah, it's sneaking up closer and closer every day. I know it's crazy. I'm like, I am not ready for October yet, but October is yeah. coming whether I like it or yeah. not. So <laughs> barreling towards us. Right. So, so tell us ahead. about yeah. Yeah. Tell us about where you're from and, and how you got into WordPress. So I'm from a teeny tiny little town in Michigan. It's actually not too far from y'all. Um called Sunfield. Um, so I lived there, went to school there, was basically born there. Um, and I left there when I was 19 to move to St. Louis, Missouri, which is where I live now. And um, I came here for college. They gave me a very, very generous scholarship. And it's the only reason I have a degree, honestly. Nice. Um, but so I graduated in 2012 with a degree in interactive media and web design. Um, but my WordPress story actually starts about halfway through my time there where I started working for a web design company. And they asked me, do you think you could use this WordPress thing to uh, build websites for us? And um, I literally never heard of it before in my entire life. And um, I was like, sure, why not? Let's, let's, <laughs> let's do this thing. Um, so um, I started, you know, just kind of trying to dig into everything I could possibly find about the software and the the codex as it was called at the time is it's big it was very yeah. very big and very hard to understand if you're just starting to get your feet wet so i started looking for you know other online resources and found out about these meetups that they were doing in our area and so i started going to the meetups started meeting other wordpress people and asking questions and um, learning you know things like I think one of the first things I learned was how to build child themes. And that's basically what I did the rest of the time I worked there was I used, I think it was, it was either 2010 or 2011 at the time <laughs> to build child themes for uh, local businesses and nonprofits that the company I was working for uh, had contracts with. So that was where I got started with WordPress really. That's um, really cool. Yeah. And then it would have been 2014 for uh, WordCamp San Francisco. Mm -hmm. uh, so during WordCamp San Francisco that year, that was the last one before it actually flipped to WordCamp US. Um, that one, there was a fire drill in the middle of one of the sessions in the morning. <laughs> I was there. I remember it. My community. I did not do it. <laughs> right. No. Uh, apparently it was some sort of scheduled thing and they just didn't tell anyone. Um, but 
we were, our local meetup was having a watch party when, during WordCamp San Francisco, when we were watching and hanging out and eating chili and all kinds of stuff like that. And the fire drill happened. And so we're all just kind of standing around like, what, what do we do now? You know, like, we don't know if this means the event's over or if they're coming back. So we just kind of were hanging around and I got to talking with some of the other meetup organizers, or to some of the meetup organizers at the time. And they're like, oh, well, you know, we're recruiting, we're, we're recruiting uh, folks to join the organizing team for WordCamp St. Louis for 2015. And, uh, that's when I was like, well, you know, I have all of this event planning experience from college. Um, I helped plan homecoming and stuff there and uh, big concerts that we had, like the plain white tees and stuff like that. So oh, I, wow. I knew a thing or two about a thing or two. Um, <laughs> so I was like, I can help. And so that 2015 was the first year that I was on an organizing team for WordCamp. And so I did 2015, 2016, 17, and 18 with St. Louis, and then 17, 18, 19, 20, and now 21 with WordCamp US. Wow, that's exhausting. We were actually at your first WordCamp, WordCamp um, St. Louis 2015. Um, Where was the speaker? What do you remember? I think so. Yeah. Well, if there's a microphone, then Topher's usually a speaker. So. But yeah, in my we, mind for some reason, I look at those sites all the time for various reasons. But uh-huh. nice. So yeah, it was a really great work camp. We really enjoyed being there. Um, yeah, I liked it. That was uh, the f- we did city museum for the after party that year. I planned the after party that year, but uh, uh-huh. it nice. was a great after. I loved the city museum. I was so <laughs> glad we were able to bring WordCamp US in 2019 to that. Yeah. Venue. You know, I've been to a number of word camps where the after party was at a museum, and it mm-hmm. has always been amazing. Yeah, th- there's a funny story where I was in the city museum for the 2019 um, after party and never left like a 10 meter lobby. section of the <laughs> lobby because I ended up in so many conversations in that space. The girls were telling me all these stories about all the cool things, you know, the slide that they had gone down and the dinosaur they crawled through and whatever, you know, all of this stuff. And I was like, wow, that sounds really nice. We'll have to come back sometime. <laughs> you definitely should there. Yeah. I mean, it's built into this old uh, shoe factory. Oh, okay. And so it's like just a big flat warehouse space on every floor and this artist bought it he is actually now passed away but this artist bought it and basically used all of these reclaimed and recycled materials Mm -hmm. to build the the best way i know to describe it is a grown-up playground Um, that is an excellent way from what i heard anyway you can climb on everything there's a 10-story slide Uh um, like caves like it it's it's wild. It's there's so there's so much to look at. Like, I mean, I've been multiple times and I you can go back a million times and you'll find something different every time. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed the uh, uh, antique arcade, the pinball games and stuff like that. Oh, they're so fun, um, too. It wasn't just like you can, when you say arcade, you think Pac-Man, but this was like 1930s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's really good stuff. 
Well, I thought the lobby was lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Nice access to the bathroom, good ventilation. Like it just, it was, you know, it was charming. Close to the fire exits. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you moved from a local word camp to, um, which as someone who has organized a local word camp, that's a big feat unto itself, into doing a national word camp, um, which really is an international word camp. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit more about, you know, WordCamp US and maybe what makes it different from a normal WordCamp that somebody may have gone to, like their local WordCamp? Sure. Um, so I think the biggest and most noticeable difference is the, the budget, really. Yeah. Um, you know, you go, your average, like, local WordCamp budget is going to be right around $10,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, the WordCamp US budget is usually somewhere around a million dollars, a little over a million dollars. Um, and that's, I mean, the sheer size of it, the the venue that we have to go with, and then there's all of these little, fi- I, I say little, and I mean not so little, <laughs> fixed costs like catering, like right. uh, the venues we go with um, generally have their own exclusive caterer and catering is actually mm-hmm. like a third of that budget. Oh yeah. Um, so like, you know, we're, there's two going to be, you know, almost 2000 people on site. We're going to make sure you're fed. Um, so that's, yeah, you don't you know, want 2000 hungry people no, on site. Like no. nothing good comes of that. That's like lunches. That's all of the coffee. Like, I think, oh gosh, I think we were in the hundreds of gallons of coffee for 2019. <laughs> like that's one of the biggest line items on our budget is like mm-hmm. coffee and drinks and uh, lunch is pretty close, but uh, we at we uh, as a community consume quite a little bit of coffee. <laughs> Generally for the best, again, we don't want an uncaffeinated crowd that just, no. you know, leads to riots no. and yeah. No, crying babies and <laughs> yeah, no, well, that's nobody just wants men. that. <laughs> yeah well, no, and, you know, nobody like you wants said, an uncaffeinated word camp <laughs> well and like you said until you're someone who's organizing the events you you don't understand the restrictions that you know come with having a venue like you you look at the venue oh, yeah. and, oh that's really great let's get a big space and the space often doesn't cost as much but mm-hmm. everything that you have to put into the space is exponentially more expensive <laughs> The actual space rent for our WordCamp in St. Louis was a little over $30,000. Yeah, and it, it's a it's, massive space. Like, yes. it is, you know. Yeah, we had tens of thousands, maybe even a, over 100,000 square feet of space mm-hmm. at our disposal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it is a very small small component of it is the actual space it's all of the restrictions we have around which vendors we can use because Mm -hmm. every event center or conference center like that is going to have at least here in the united states exclusive vendors that you can use for certain things and then there's also um rules around like uh like there's like unions that operate out of the convention mm-hmm. centers and there are rules that we have to follow um, to stay in line with the union contracts. Like we can only use two wheeled dollies as a great example of that. Anything that needs to be brought in with three or more wheels has to be wheeled in by a union. Oh, wow. Uh, 
member wow. of the staff to uh, wherever it needs to go. And, you know, they're, they're not like, they're, they're things that we just, you know, you learn to work with. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, like we also have exclusive vendors for things like providing internet service to everyone, mm -hmm. which is extremely important and <laughs> electricity yeah. and um I already mentioned catering, but uh, like That's audio visual again. production, yeah, food, <laughs> food, you know, uh, but audio visual production, um, we have to do that all in a certain way and um, to make sure that the live stream can happen still while also running an in-person event. Like we also mm -hmm. have a production company and we use real human captioners to caption our events and mm -hmm. Um, so we have to pay for all of the service there on the ground, but we also have to pay to bring those people in. Yeah. Um, so there's travel costs associated with that as well. Um, so uh, what seems like, you know, oh yeah, it's like a little WordCamp except bigger. So it really shouldn't cost that much more. No. And it, no. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, it, it goes... Uh, once you add a convention center, the prices go up exponentially. Yeah, and so that had to play some into the decision to cancel WordCamp US 2020. Um, it definitely did. Um, yeah. To kind of understand how that played into that, you have to understand how the like the WordCamp US planning cycle works. Mm -hmm. It works pretty similarly for Europe and Asia, but I don't know enough about how they their process works to speak to it. Sure. Um, but I can, you know, this is my first or fifth WordCamp US and I mean, first online only, but um, I did three in person before this. And um, so WordCamp US usually happens in like the last quarter of the year. So somewhere, you know, it was originally in December, we moved it to October in 2019. Mm -hmm. um, so we have basically from January to October. And the reason we only have from January to October is because November and December, those are kind of wrap up months for mm -hmm. uh, closing down our budget. Um, since we have such a big budget, there's a little bit more involved process of getting everything consol consolidated and accounted oh, sure. for. Um, so there's plus the holidays are in November and December. So there's right. no way we can get any planning done during those those months anyway. So we don't start till mm -hmm. January. I'm sorry, Jen. Are you saying that you'd like to have an actual life outside of WordCamp? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, but so we start up again in January. Mm -hmm. um, well, January 2020, as we know, uh, <laughs> is when uh, the, the, the coronavirus uh, officially made its way to the United States. Mm -hmm. You know, there's enough evidence now we're no we know to suggest that it was here before that mm -hmm. just not as widespread as it became uh, or started to become in January right um so we already kind of had that uncertainty playing against us oh yeah um and then in February WordCamp Asia as we know uh moved to online mm -hmm. um because things got got very serious very, right. very quickly. Yep. And then we started to see it get very, very serious, very, very quickly here as well. Mm -hmm. um, here in Missouri, where uh, the 2020 event was supposed to happen, 
Um, we also had a really unfortunate situation where our state government wouldn't require masks statewide or any kind of quarantine period or any other basic mm -hmm. public health protection type orders. Um, here in St. Louis County and St. Louis City, where the convention center is, we did have a mask mandate and we did have, um, you know, specific quarantine periods that you had to follow and lockdowns at several points throughout 2020. But the people that were bringing coronavirus into the city and county don't live here because they right. live in St. Charles County and other surrounding counties and then come into St. Louis to work um, right. and bring it with them. So things got very bad here very quickly. And so by the time April came around, we made the decision at that point, this is not going to get better soon. This yeah. is unfortunately like that's the reality of it. Um, you know, at that point we were having two to 3000 new cases a day. Uh -huh. um, and it only escalated from there. And so we made the decision at that point to go online. Um, before that, though, we had been planning essentially two events at once. We'd been planning both to be in person and to be online at the same time. So we were trying to be excited for being in person and also grieving not being in person at the same time, <laughs> which um, those two things don't really mesh well. Um, you know, there's this kind of cognitive dissonance that comes with that, that mm -hmm you feel excited and sad at the same time. And mm -hmm. it's hard to continue forward under that. So well, and it's, it's a lot to ask of your volunteers too. Absolutely. I mean, I, I was on the team and really happy to give my time to do it, but planning either an online event or an in-person event is a big task for a small group of organizers, Absolutely. asking them to try to do both and be excited about it while also dealing with family and their own health and their own circumstances that, you know, yeah. that's a lot to start asking of the people, you know, yourself as an organizer and the people that you're trying to work with as well. Yeah. Like we're all experiencing this collective trauma of the pandemic while at the same time trying to keep the lights on at home by going mm -hmm. to work and keeping our houses in some sort of semblance of order <laughs> and, you know, taking care of, you know, our family members dealing with, you know, the possibility, you know, a family member coming down with the coronavirus yeah. and, you know, the possibility of them, you know, not making it was yeah. very real then. Very, yep. Uh, you know, my own dad came down with it. Thankfully, his case was very mild and he was fine, but oh, yeah, like he hasn't had any lasting effects, but I consider myself really lucky. He is yeah. immune com compromised. It could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Um, but so there was that kind of stuff going on, but add on top of this, that that uncertainty isn't something that we're okay with asking our valued sponsor partners to take on. Mm -hmm you know, like WordCamp Europe and WordCamp Asia, like they had started their planning processes before the pandemic mm -hmm. had happened or had really, you know, taken hold. And so they already had, um, you know, commitments from their sponsors and um, speakers and all of this stuff had already been planned. Right. It didn't hit the United States until January. So mm -hmm. we were literally starting at square one, like as it's starting to, barrel towards us um 
so trying to balance all of these life things, the, mm. the work, the, you know, living through this really difficult time in our lives mm -hmm. and the, um, all of the other responsibilities outside of WordCamp US and then asking folks to continue working on this when they're already feeling so, so much overwhelm and burnout yeah. because of everything else was, it wasn't fair. It wasn't fair to them. You know, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I don't feel like if we'd kept moving forward with an in-person event that it would have been a been an event that the community would have enjoyed either. Right. Um, yeah, I agree completely. Um, you it's know, even like if, trying to drag a coffin, you know, across right. the finish line with a piece of fish line. It's it's just not going to work. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's just there are too many other factors that went into it. You know, it would be too costly for people to have to come in and quarantine for two weeks. You know, if you're coming from out of state, like just, they're just, and then kind of by that time, I don't know that anybody had the emotional energy for another online event, you know, as, no. as great as it is to move online, you're already spending all day and now you're having more zoom meetings and you know, like than you ever before. And yeah. just, I know personally, uh, I, the last thing I'd want to do is sit at my computer and watch one more online event at that point. There was an immense opportunity that was presented by moving online. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But we also had to look at this from the, is this helpful to our organizers or is this harming them? Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, it, it was doing more harm than help. And um, something that, like, since I became a member of the leadership team for WordCamp US is that um, we focus our organizers' efforts towards things that both benefit the community, but also don't harm them. Yeah. And that's, that's something that's really near and dear to my heart is making sure that people are prioritizing themselves over a volunteer opportunity. Yes, WordPress is a 100% volunteer driven project and we, you know, can't keep the lights on without them. But yeah, it's also really important to make sure that we aren't burning out our volunteers because if they get burnt out and they don't come back, who's, who's going to take their place? Like, um, you know, keeping going, keeping the the torch burning and keeping it sustainable are equally important goals. Yeah. And, and it's, it's a difficult role to just step into, even, oh, even yeah. if you're like, like me, just, you know, on the comms team, you know, just helping with a, a tiny little piece of it, you need to have some background and some understanding to be able to, you know, so you can't, can't just pull somebody in off the street and, you know, ask them to help out. It, it, it's, it's complicated. You have to understand where this event started. You know, this event wasn't WordCamp QoS forever ago. You know, it started out as WordCamp San Francisco when Matt had this idea, let's have this conference to, you know, talk about WordPress for a day or two mm -hmm. or three. And, um, you know, and now we're here. Yeah. But I felt, and I feel like a lot of the other folks on the organizing team felt that, um, in a year like 2020, where everything feels like it, it's broken, 
that um, we needed to prioritize the people, you know, actually doing the work of putting this together. And that meant, unfortunately, canceling the event. And, and you know, I felt totally supported by the team, um, really valued. Um, I felt I felt like in the process, you all were transparent about it. Um, you really welcomed feedback and input. Um, uh, you know, somebody's always got to make the decision, but I felt like you, you all, you as a group, um, were really upfront about it. And, and it's I appreciate my least that. favorite decision that I've oh, ever had to be absolutely. involved with. Yeah. Like, I, I started, you know, I got on this organizing team for WordCamp US out of a purely selfish uh, mission to learn how they the big events were doing it mm -hmm. so that I could bring it back to St. Louis. And then I met the people on the organizing team and I got just absolutely hooked and fell in love with the event. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for all of the growing pains and for all of the, you know, missing shipments and things <laughs> getting sent to the wrong booths and the, just the, the crazy, like last minute, where did the coffee go? Right. Um, situations <laughs> like I, I still, I would do it ever. I would do it over again a million times. Yeah. Um, so speaking but, of, you are yeah. doing it over again. I Here am. you are, WordCamp <laughs> US 2021. It's just next yeah. Friday. We're just filming next this on a Friday. Friday. No big deal. Just <laughs> next Friday. You have like loads of time. So, yes. um, but you guys went with kind of a simpler event this time around, which I think was a great idea. Um, kind of like a firework a bit, you know, like short and sweet. Um, mm -hmm. But so you want to tell us a little bit about the upcoming WordCamp US? So, like Kate said, it is next Friday, October 1st. Um, we went with a single day event this year. Mm -hmm. um, it's a single single day event, but we also only have two tracks. Um, oh. WordCamp US, when we're in person, has, you know, traditionally been a, you know, four plus track <laughs> event with, uh, you know, multiple days of content and a contributor day. Yeah. Um, but... Since this, uh, I mean, this online event format thing is very foreign to me personally. Yeah. Um, it this is my first time actually planning an online event. Um, mm. But we also like the LT, the lead trio. We call ourselves the LT. That we're the three lead organizer folk. Um, I guess you could say uh, we. We share that role equally. We all have teams that are kind of like the teams that we work with more closely. Mm -hmm. um, but we share that role equally so that if, you know, Kathy got struck by lightning tomorrow, for instance, um, there would be two other people that could step in and jump in and, you know, keep the lights on and keep the, keep the ship going in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, so we started meeting in March, um, which is a little bit, or quite a bit actually, before we brought in everyone else um, to talk about uh, kind of a, a vision forward for this event because the three of us knew that um, we really didn't want to have a giant behemoth of an mm -hmm. event, but we also didn't 
want to try and replicate the in-person experience that we all know and love from WordCamp US. Yeah. Um, for the three of us, it was very much a decision made out of um, still being really kind of heartbroken about mm. the previous year's event and um, not being able to have in-person events. Um, that kind of, you, you can't replicate that. Like yeah. we, no. we, could, we could try a million different iterations, but you can't replicate what it's like to walk up to somebody you haven't seen in a year and give them a hug. Um, and that's, it's sad. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm so excited to bring this event back to the community, but I am also so sad that we're still, sorry, that we're doing this, <laughs> that we're doing this online. Um, mm -hmm. There's still those, I'm happy to bring, I'm happy we're, we're doing this. Right. I'm also really sad that, you know, this means two years apart. Um, right. It's, it's hard. Um, Topher was but, mentioning, um, he's been doing some interviews around Hero Press, and he realized that two of his interviews today were with people that he hasn't seen and nearly, like, talked to in nearly two years. Right. Um, yeah. We, and, talk, we talk on Slack, but this was the first time we were, we did a Zoom, and I saw their faces, and. Yeah. And. I saw my sister just for the weird. first time in two years last week. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yep. Yeah, she flew in. Uh, she flew in uh, last Wednesday and stayed over the weekend. And um, yeah, like we were those uh, stereotypical <laughs> people you see in the airport hugging <laughs> and sobbing all over each, all yeah. over each other. That was us. Yeah. Um, just because we're both immune compromised, mm -hmm. and um, you know, she still was like. KN95 mask with mm -hmm. one of the disposable uh, regular masks over the top of it all the way through the airport and onto the plane and oh yeah um but yeah like I I feel I feel that so deeply just about mm -hmm. the community too like it's there's equal parts like I'm really really glad to be having this event because you know, I've gotten to have those like weekly meetings with all of the team mm -hmm. leads, regular chats with all of my friends online who I do WordCamp organizing with. So like my heart feels full um, just being able to have those times together. But I am really sad that it doesn't end, you know, at some random location with all of the organizers <laughs> in a big room together eating yep. dinner and celebrating the you know months and months of work that has gone into the event yeah I think you guys made a really wise choice to not try to replicate um an in-person event you know to try to just let it be what it was best yeah. to be this time around and kind of get it still kind of moves things into a more normal realm. You know, like it kind of moves us closer to normal, which I think we all need more of right now. And I love that it's happening October 1st so that it kind of kicks off the holiday season here in the US, yeah. you know, it's kind of like coming together with your friends to go for a hayride and then, you know. Absolutely. 
it, it's been nice to like i've been really impressed with how you guys have pulled it together so quickly too i mean you talked about how long an in-person event mm -hmm. takes if you just started in march that gave you about six months and i know i came on the team in august so it's been we didn't officially kick off with the full organizing team until just over two months ago <laughs> Wow. But it's been great. Like it's gone really well. At least at least you're making it look like it's going great and really well. <laughs> like, we have so this year we have 20 of uh, 22, 23 or 20, 22 organizers this okay. year. Our last organizing team had 47 people. Mm -hmm. Um and to, to say that I'm impressed with the <laughs> amount of work that has happened in the last two months would be a gross understatement. I am shocked and awed and impressed and so incredibly grateful that, you know, this thing that, you know, Kimberly and Kathy and I were just throwing around ideas around start back in March is like, it's happening in a week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, that's that I think is, you know, despite despite being away from each other, despite you know everything that's happened this year, um, and la I mean, and last year, like you know, we're still living that. Um, yeah. I think, despite all of that, the fact that you know this is happening and that you know. We kind of picked up and it felt it felt like to me like nobody had ever really left yeah um, yeah i agree completely like like it felt it very much felt like coming back to the organizing team this year very much felt like um like coming home in in a really just to be super cheesy um it it was it was really great to you know start having those weekly conversations again and mm -hmm. Um, it makes a big difference to be interacting with people in a more yes. normal sort of way, you know, to be doing, to be doing fun projects that aren't just work and aren't just, um, aren't just, you know, those kinds of, you know, the, the everyday yeah. tasks. Um, so is like, there anything else about WordCamp US that you want to share with the group, like to share with the community? You should come. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All our work um, will be wasted. All the coffee will just get cold if you don't show yeah, up. Yeah, the, the virtual coffee. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Wait, you're not having coffee delivered to every attendee's house? God, I wish we could. Wouldn't that be fun? That's that the budget. That would be so cool. <laughs> um, oh, gosh. So we have, like I said, we have two tracks. Um, I think we have a really great lineup. The schedule is already online, so you can go check that out on our website by going to us.wordcamp.org and going to the schedule page. Um, and you can and see. I had nothing to do with it, but the or the the website is so cute. I love. The I love that our website yeah. so much. Uh, no, so Mel Choice is who did the design on the site, and I think they did an amazing job. Mm -hmm. So um, good. Uh, in our most recent post about uh, the WAPU, uh, we actually have a quote from Mel about the inspiration behind the design. And mm -hmm. um, actually, let me go see if I can find it. It was 
oh gosh, she, or excuse me, they um, were. I saw the Wapu just the other day. It's adorable. Yeah. Like it's, the, it's, it's so perfect. Thinking cute. I'm super excited about it. It goes really well with the kind of site theme, but mm -hmm. um, so the theme is like kind of based around this uh, concept of travel and exploration. That's why mm -hmm. the actual WordCamp US logo is a map. Yeah. Um, but one of the first things that Mel did after um, getting fully vaccinated was go on a like short road trip, you know, to some of the national parks here in the US. And nice. So the theme is kind of, or the theme of the site and all of our like material marketing materials and stuff is kind of based around that uh, travel uh, nature kind of mm -hmm. vibe. I really love it. It's, <laughs> it's so different than anything we've ever done. And I just, just love how it turned out. Yeah. It fits so perfectly. Mm -hmm. And I think right. it's. Well, yeah. as much as I would love to talk with you for the rest of the afternoon, you have a little bit of life <laughs> to get back to, you know, we've got one weekend left before we camp. <laughs> I'm sure you have nothing no big to do deal. this weekend. So that's nothing you know, at all. Nothing at all. So um, thank you so much for giving us all of the inside scoop on what's going on, what has gone on, you know, talking a little bit about the hard choices that come with being an organizer and, and thank you for your willingness to do it anyway. You know, we really, yeah. without people like you being willing to help organize events like this. Um, and I know Kathy and, and uh, Kimberly are a big part of it as well. You know, I mean, there's a huge team or oh, you know, 20, 22 people. 22. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> but, you know, without people being willing to step up and help organize events like this, they wouldn't happen. You know, there, there isn't, this isn't paid. <laughs> this isn't, there isn't a line of people waiting to jump in to do it, you know? So I just really appreciate your willingness to take the time and to put so much energy, so much of yourself into the events that you've been a part of. It really shows I really, in a good really, way. I really, really love WordCamp <laughs> and community organizing in general. But yeah, WordCamp US is hands down one of my favorite things I've ever worked on. That's great. I'm so glad. I'm so glad to have you be a part of it. All right. I have a thing to read here and then we'll be done. All right. This has been an episode of Hallway Chats, a part of the Hero Press Network. Your hosts were Kate and Topher DeRosia. We'd like to thank Sophia DeRosia for the music and Nexus for hosting our network. If you liked the episode, please subscribe and mention us on social media. QNPR Music.